This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 6, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. With the bailout plan details furiously being worked out now that the legislation has already been passed, Cato Institute senior fellow William Poole believes that whether or not the bailout fails to quell markets or make the situation worse, it is now time to begin thinking about Plan B. Poole was the president and chief executive officer of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. We spoke Friday. Well, I, I think that we're going to find lots of problems in implementing this proposal, which uh, just passed the House, and I guess the president will soon sign it into law. I believe that people underestimate the difficulty of implementing the proposal. In fact, I was just listening to some of the discussion on uh, one of the TV channels, business channels, and uh, people take up this issue about the price that the Treasury is going to pay. And I see these casual comments, oh, it'll work out all right, Uh, there'll be a reverse auction. Well, I've never seen any details of how this reverse auction would work. I know of no example in history, nor do I even know of journal articles that would explain how a reverse auction would work with highly uh, heterogeneous assets uh, of very uh, uncertain characteristics. So I I just don't think it's workable. So the Treasury's going to have to cobble together some sort of a plan, and uh, what I predict will happen is that the banks uh, and the other financial institutions selling assets to the Treasury will know more about the characteristics of those assets that the Treasury will. There's an asymmetric information here that's inherent, and the Treasury is going to end up buying the worst assets, and the private sector will end up holding the better assets. So this is something of a, of a used car lot scenario? That- the, uh, <laughs> there's a literature, long-standing literature, that was begun, I believe, by uh, George Arkeloff called uh, The Market for Lemons, and he used the example exactly of used cars. Who will be placed in charge of, of, of making these decisions about buying what assets from which banks? Well, there will be some sort of uh, Treasury administrative structure. I don't know what it's going to be. The Treasury hasn't told us. Uh, any of the details of any of this. So it's very hard to comment on specifics because we don't have any. But there will be some sort of a system, and uh, it's going to have to have some general guidelines because obviously the Secretary of Treasury can't make every decision. There will have to be some guidelines and then a great deal of discretion granted to those who buy the assets. and we just don't know how it's going to work, but uh, I told you that I think the underlying characteristic is going to be that the Treasury will end up with the worst assets. Given how little explanation Hank Paulson, Ben Bernanke, and George Bush gave to their original proposal, do you have any hope that uh, transparency will, will be given a high priority in this process? Well, let me say that my fear is that not only was there not much explanation given, but that the Treasury could not give much explanation because it did not know how it was going to administer this program. had a core of an idea, but did not have any of the details worked out. So the Treasury was not hiding something because they didn't know what they were going to do. That's my fear. Now they're going to have to invent it. Uh, And I said that one of the consequences when they start buying assets is that I believe they will buy the weakest assets. Now, going on from there, these will be mortgages, include mortgages, that are already in default. Now the issue is going to be, is the Treasury going to foreclose? There will be a lot of pressure. There is already a lot of pressure from Congress for the Treasury not to foreclose. And uh, once that word gets around, anyone who has a mortgage believes it might be held by the Treasury may well say, sensible thing to say would be, 
well, why should I continue to pay? I'm a few months behind, but I'm not going to bother catching up because I can live in my house free with no mortgage payments because the Treasury is not going to foreclose for a good long time anyway. That will further uh, cause further deterioration in the value of these assets. Eventually, the Treasury will foreclose. It will then become the largest homeowner in the country. It will have to manage all these properties, keep the heat on in the wintertime, keep the vandals out, fix the roof when the roof leaks, and so forth. The Treasury will be hiring probably hundreds of contractors around the country to administer this program. I, I don't think the Treasury has the resources to supervise hundreds of contractors. You're laying out a pretty dark scenario here. Uh, it is a dark scenario, and uh, what I, but I think we have time because what ought to be done now in the Treasury and in the Congress is to go full bore on Plan B. So if my worst fears are realized, then there will be other steps that can be taken that are more constructive. Fortunately, the Congress passed uh, funding for this uh, proposal that's only, uh, uh, what is it, a third or half of the amount requested. So as the funds start to be uh, sent out, if it turns out that the program is in difficulty, the Congress and the Treasury need to have other things that they can do because we really do have a financial crisis. I am not saying, I am not making excuses for doing nothing. I think we do have a financial crisis, but we need to do something constructive. William Poole is a former head of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis and is now a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work on the financial crisis at Cato.org.